Welcome to the Truth For Today podcast with your host, Joseph Franta, international minister, speaker, and Bible school instructor. Stay tuned for today's episode. Welcome uh, to another podcast, Truth For Today. Uh, We're going through the dynamics of prayer, and uh, we're talking about Section two, the power of prayer. And I've been on this for a little while and I may stay on it for a little while because we need to understand the dynamics of prayer in the area of the power of prayer. You know, prayer is not some lifeless form of religion. It's not, uh, you know, petitioning God forever either, you know, and never receiving an answer. No, prayer is communion with God, where God hears our prayers, answers our prayers, and demonstrates his power and the fulfillment of his promise. So we were last time in uh, Acts chapter 9, and I was going to go further with that, but I'm not. I'm going to go into Colossians chapter 1, and I'm going to talk a little bit about the prayer life of Paul. And uh, we talked a little bit about how his ministry began uh, through prayer. So let's go into Colossians chapter 1, and uh, let's start in verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother. So Paul's establishing his credentials here as an apostle, a sent one, a special messenger of God. And certainly was. He certainly was a special messenger of God. Verse 2, To the saints and faithful brethren in Christ which are at Colossae, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 3, We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. You know, it's one thing to pray a little short, quick prayer for someone, but it's another thing to stay with it until their life changes. Praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which you have to all the saints. And I would add here, you know, prayer is only effective when you walk in love. You won't be able to get God to do anything for you unless you're walking in love. Love is the foundation of the Christian life. Paul said the goal of our instruction is love. From a sincere heart, a clean conscience, and a sincere faith. Says from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and a sincere faith. So now he goes on and says, Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which you have to all the saints, that love of God is poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Let's go to Romans 5 5. I just want to show you this, then we'll get right back here. In Romans chapter 5, verse 5, 
Here is the source of our love as Christians. In verse 5 of Romans 5, it says, And hope does not disappoint because the love of God is poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who is given to us. Also, the Holy Spirit is the distributor of God's love, the source of God's love. That's why the devil fights people being filled with the Spirit because when the Spirit of God comes into their life and they're filled with the Spirit, guess what? They're filled to overflowing with the love of God. And the love of God is an irresistible force. Ask the Apostle Paul. We just, we just went over that in the last podcast. It changed his life forever. So let's go back to Colossians chapter 1. Verse 4, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven. Oh, hallelujah. We have a hope laid up for us in heaven of eternal life. That's something worth living for, fighting for. For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of truth, the gospel. So, the gospel of Jesus Christ is the word of truth. It's the word of God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. There's no other, there is salvation and no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. No one else died on the cross for your sins and my sins. No one else went into the grave and was raised from the dead three days later. But Jesus Christ, proving he alone has the power over death, and he is the source of forgiveness, restoration, and life. All right, verse 6 of Colossians 1, which is come unto you as it is in all the world and bringeth and brings forth fruit as it also does in you since the day you heard of it and knew the grace of God in truth. When you know the truth, the grace of God is released into your life to give you God's ability, God's power to live the Christian life. No one can live the Christian life in their own strength. People try to do it and they fail miserably. We all do because the flesh is weak. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. We need the power of God to enable us through his grace to live the Christian life. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. And his grace did not prove vain toward me, but I labored even more than all of them. Yet not I, but the grace of God with me. He also said, I have been crucified with Christ. And it is no longer I who live, 
but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness comes through the law, in other words, doing a bunch of works, then Christ died needlessly. So he was living by faith in another. He was living by faith in Christ Jesus. And he was being empowered by Christ living in him every day. That's why faith is so important, friend. I tell you, sometimes people say, oh, you know, whatever about faith, you know, and all that. I'll tell you what, you cannot live victoriously on this earth without faith. The Bible says, whoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Faith brings you victory, strength, and very importantly, grace. It works with grace, grace and faith. Okay, verse 7, Colossians 1. As you also learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is your faithful minister of Christ. So here we have Epaphras, who was a tremendous man of God, servant of God, and uh, he came to this church, the Colossian church, and he ministered to them, and I'm sure it's part of laying the foundation of the Word of God in their life, and also being an example. And This is one thing Paul points out in many, many of his writings or epistles, how uh, he was an example to them, and everyone that uh, he mentored or discipled, they were all examples. They were sparkling examples of Christ, the life of Christ. They didn't come trying to get something. They came to give something. And that was the knowledge of God to God's people, to lay a foundation in their life to where they could be steadfast, Im immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, not moved by every wind of doctrine, but having their lives anchored in the truth of God's Word. So, in verse 8 now, in Colossians 1 here, who also declared unto us your love in the Spirit. Now, verse 9 begins a great prayer of Paul that I've prayed, I don't know how many times, I pray it almost every time I pray, if I'm in a lengthy prayer time. And I don't pray for hours and hours I pray and get in God's presence, worship God, enjoy fellowship with God, and then uh, I pray. I pray until the grace lifts off of me and I know that it's done. It's finished. God's, God's heard it, and I walk away in laughter and joy and peace, and I'm not... Uh, you know, having to pray for hours and hours and hours to get God to do something. No, that's that's not correct. I'm not saying there aren't times of extended prayer, even for days. But, you know, I'm, I'm talking about living your life on a daily basis. You know, you have to go to work. You have to take care of your family. You have to cut your grass. You know, 
You can't be in prayer for three, four, or five hours a day unless maybe you have a special assignment from God to do that. Most people can't. They don't have the time. And you don't have to feel, uh, you know, shorted if you don't have the time. Maybe you only have 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes at the most. It's okay. Just spend that time with the Lord in His Word and in prayer. God will hear your prayer. It's His power that's going to answer your prayers and not the length of your prayers. God's not up there with a little tablet. Okay, they prayed now 15 hours about this subject, so now I'm going to answer. No, that's not God. God has given us so many promises in the Word of God about just asking in faith and receiving when you ask and just believing that is done, that you have it. So I just wanted to mention that because a lot of times people go to excesses with things and, uh, you know, it, it, it's not necessarily scriptural. Okay. Verse 9, for this cause we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will. There's the key to your whole life, to every prayer being answered, being filled with the knowledge of his will, being on the right course with God, understanding what God wants to do with your life. And it's not the same. Sometimes people say, you know, everyone has to be an evangelist. No, not everyone is an evangelist. Or everyone has to be this, or everyone has to be that, or everybody has to do this or do that. And, and they put people in moles, and uh, it's, it's not right. It's not what God intended. Everyone is very unique. Everyone is uh, gifted with special gifts from God. And God's going to use you in your unique gift and in your unique way and in the way he's chosen to use you. You may be the head of a business, and that's your call. You may be a doctor, and that's your call. You may be a nurse, and that's your call. You may be a teacher, and that's your call. You may be a scientist, and that's your call. God wants you to be fruitful and successful right where he has placed you, and you'll, your life will be fulfilled and blessed and prosperous. He's a many, it says about his grace, it's a many-sided grace or many-faceted grace. That's God's ability. Everyone's not called to do the same thing. But we each have a place and a function in the body of Christ. You know, there's there's some businessmen out there. I don't know if you ever heard of Demas Shagarian, but Demas Shagarian was a dairy farmer. He came from uh, well, he his dairy farm was in California. He came from Armenia under that uh, persecution in Armenia of Christians, and he just became a dairy farmer in California. But the man had a heart for God. And the man loved God with all of his heart. And uh, the Lord used him to start full gospel businessmen's 
Fellowship, which went worldwide. And Demas Shakarian, I, I mean, I don't know if he was he was even called to be a five fold minister or, you know, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher. It really didn't matter in his case. Because Demas Shakarian, he had the heart of God. And God used him because he was available to God. He was open to what God wanted to do with him. And he knew that the businessmen needed fellowship. And that was his real intention. He sponsored some big ministers at times, but you know, that full gospel fellowship, it grew and grew and grew. You know, they, they would have meetings once a week, uh, maybe at a hotel or restaurant or whatever. And, and, and men came together under the being led and drawn by the spirit of God. And they had tremendous signs and wonders that happened among them. <laughs> it was amazing because God was in it. I'm just giving you an example. God has a great plan for your life. It's not cookie cutter though. It's not like you have to, uh, you know, get in the mold of someone else or walk down someone else's road. No, walk down the path that God has for you. The God chosen path in the Hebrew, it's called Derek. The God anointed chosen path for your life. And when you find that path, I'm telling you, doors will open, favor will come, and you'll be one of the happiest people on this earth to walk in the path God has chosen for you. And this is what this prayer is about. I'm going to pick it up again in Colossians. And uh, verse 9, here's, here's the prayer that Paul prayed. For this cause we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. Let's stop right there for a minute. This is not a complex prayer, not even a deep prayer, but it is a extremely spiritual prayer. And the reason it is, is because Paul was praying for them to be filled with the knowledge of God's will. That's where it all starts in your life. When you are filled with the knowledge of God's will, you'll be able to see your future in a clear way. Things will clear up for you in your thinking regarding your future. You know, God is good. You gotta, you gotta know that God is good. Every gift that he's put in you is from God. That's why you, you really ought to give him the glory for it and the honor for it. Because we, <laughs> Paul said to the Corinthians, what do you have that you did not receive? 
In other words, we've received a lot. Every person on this earth has talents, gifts. I mean, you think about it. Michelangelo and Beethoven and all these people that did fabulous works. And where'd they get those gifts? I know they had to develop them. How about Handel's Messiah? Oh, every Christmas, Handel's Messiah. How about Theodore Herzl, who was the father of Zionism? And after the Dreyfus affair in France, when uh, someone, you know, a Jewish man was uh, unjust, unjustifiably persecuted and condemned for a crime he never committed. It sparked something in Theodore Herzl that the Jewish people needed their homeland. And he was the one who God used to start that movement, the Zionist movement. He had a friend. His name was Heckler. And he was a pastor. And he had connections in Europe, and they supported each other, and Heckler supported the vision of Herzl, and together God did great things and formed the nation of Israel in 1948. You know, sometimes you don't even know what's in you until God unwraps it by the Holy Spirit. You may be talented in one area and think, oh, that's great, and develop that in your life. But then something, another gift may be unwrapped that's in you by the Holy Spirit. Another talent. And that may be the key to your destiny. I can tell you that. I never desired to do what I'm doing today. But you know what? I had to meet Jesus first. And after I met Jesus, he showed me my path. And now, you know, I've gone all over the world to the glory of God. It's not me trying to make something happen. It's God making it happen for me. And he'll make things happen for you, too, when you're on his path. And it is a glorious path. It is... It's full of joy and peace and expectation. There's some adventure to it. <laughs> I will say that too. But you know what? You'll meet so many wonderful people on God's path, you won't be able to even count them all. And each one of them are a treasure. The relationships you form with people on God's path, they're treasures that you'll never forget. And they too will help you move along to where God can fulfill everything he has planned for your life. Well, I got to finish this, but I know some of you out there needed to hear that. So Paul in Colossians 1.9 says, For this cause we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you, and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will. 
in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. That you might walk worthy of the Lord, to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience, joyously giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. For he delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have forgiveness. In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. You know what? God has so much for you and everyone else. God has so much for you. If you were to know, if you were to get a glimpse of it today, you'd go after it. That's why David said, seek the Lord in his face. Seek the Lord in his face. Psalm 105, verse 4. Actually, seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his face continually. There's something about seeking God. It says in Hebrews 11.6, without faith it is impossible to please God. For those who come to God must believe he is. Remember, he is. He's the great I am. I am that I am. must believe that God is the great I am and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. I tell you what, God pays attention when you're seeking him. He knows what's going on in your life at all times, but I'm just saying, you really get his attention when you start seeking him. It's so important. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not be in want of any good thing. I believe that's Psalm 34. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not be in want of any good thing. Well, does that depend on the economy? No. None of God's promises depend on the economy. God's got his own economy. It's called the promises of the Word of God. We can live in those promises, and we'll have all of our needs fulfilled. Paul said in the book of Philippians, my God shall fulfill all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That's pretty special, isn't it? Having all your needs fulfilled. Let me, let me finish this prayer. I've got a few minutes here. 
that we might walk worthy of the Lord. That we might walk worthy of the Lord, pleasing Him in all respects. Jesus said, I only do the things that please Him. John chapter 8. I only do the things that please Him. That ye might walk worthy of the Lord, to please Him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. I'll tell you what, His knowledge is infinite. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. His, and His understanding is infinite. Increasing in the knowledge of God. Go as far as you want with God. Get as much as God has for you. Don't stop. Never stop. Keep pressing in to God. Paul said, I press toward the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. He was pressing toward the mark for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And of course, he fulfilled it. Strengthen with all might. Are you feeling weak? You feel, uh, I don't know. You feel inadequate? Here's the answer. Strengthen with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and steadfastness. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. I want to pray for you today, whoever you are listening. I pray for God's will to be come known to you today and throughout your life. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus that everyone listening will have a heart to know you, to seek you, and to love you. And I pray, Lord, that you will set them apart for your purposes and bless their life in every area. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. 